A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Nat Rosasco. <laughs> How it. was that for you? You know what? That was the best morning uh, song I've heard in a long time. Thank you for Brilliant. that. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, people who hear that kind of song every day, every morning when I wake up, terribly full of cheer and good humor, uh, mm -hmm. don't necessarily think that after a few years. Just ask my ex-wife. <laughs> Um, we're going to be talking today about uh, bespoke projects that will wow your client. You were saying, especially smaller clients, small and medium-sized businesses, a great project that will wow them and make sure that they feel they can compete with the big, big players. Exactly. I think, uh, and this was interesting <clears throat> when we first discussed this topic, Jason, is, and, and is you and I discussed earlier, you know, it's, it's easy if someone has ten dollars or $20,000 to wow them. I mean, it just is. It's a lot of money. You can spend a lot of design time. You can spend a, a lot of time. But how about the small business that has $1,500? They're struggling to stay afloat against bigger people. Um, the economy hasn't been great. If you have $2,500 maybe, but $1,500, $3,000, how do you wow those people? That's hard. Right. That's harder. And, and that's what... Um, we, we have big clients. We've done, we do big projects monthly. Hmm. We do dozens every month to help SMBs compete with bigger people. And I found that's, I love doing it. I love one-on-one -on -one with businesses and that you've helped somebody, a guy, his wife, right. his kids, his family, and, and you're putting them in the game. And that to me is way trickier. And that, that's where to wow somebody it's harder and that's what we love to do. We love the big projects too, but we really feast on the smaller people and helping them get ahead. Which is brilliant. Feasting on the smaller people sounds slightly strange. It sounds like a, a, a creepy children's story from North yeah, Germany yeah. Uh, from two centuries ago, but I know what you mean. Uh, we, we, working with the smaller companies is incredibly rewarding uh, because you're doing a lot with very little money, which is absolutely delightful. And that's what we're going to dig into uh, right after this. We always start off with the brand SERP, and I've been playing around with Bing's ChatGPT feature. So, of course, I asked it, who is Nat Rosasco? And unfortunately, I had to add, show me the chat box, please. Otherwise, it didn't show me the chat box. And apparently, you're something to do with golf, and so was your father. Um, is that correct? Has Bing got it right? That is correct, yes. So Bing's doing pretty well. And uh, we talk about BrandSurps and Knowledge Panels in the Knowledge Panel and BrandSurps support group on Facebook. Uh, if you want to join us, please do. We're now also talking about ChatGPT on Bing. So I found that interesting because when I looked up on Google, I didn't see that side of your life. And then I thought with Bing, let's see how far we can go with this. So obviously the same question again. And then tell me about Nat Rosasco Jr., which is you, and it gave me a pretty good answer with Olive Street Design, um, and then we start digging into your company, and we can say, who is Olive Street Design, and then we can also see, can say, sorry, can we see their portfolio? So as you can see with that chat, I'm doing multiple searches very quickly, getting the information incredibly quickly, and making sure that your brand, your company is well represented by ChatGPT and soon to be Dart from Google, I think is going to be super exciting, super interesting, and phenomenally important. And it's yet another aspect of brand SERPs 
that I'm going to be digging into over the next year. What do you think of that, Matt? It was pretty accurate, yeah? That was that was very accurate, yes. And um, it, I've taken a lot of time through the years to, to curate that information right. that gets put forth online. And, and we talk to a lot of our clients. They don't even look at their Google business listing. And they say, oh, I've got one review and it's three stars. And I say, you know what? You need to watch this. You need to pay attention to this to see what's out there. Because I'll tell you, people check you out. It's just hmm. not your website. It's just not going to a meeting. Once they've done that, they start to dig in and do a lot of research. And I'll tell you, right. it's more times than not. It's not 30% or 40%. It's most of the time. Right, which is a really good point. I mean, and that explains why this is so accurate. I've seen some people, I, I obviously do research on this, and I ask ChatGPT on Bing about the people, and it's generally not that good, factually speaking. It will make up facts. It will get things wrong. It will miss things out that are important. And I was surprised at how good yours was, and now I understand exactly why, because you've been paying attention to this for years, you didn't need to clean up your digital ecosystem, your digital footprint, because it's already clean, because you actually pay attention to it over time. How important do you think it is to pay attention to that over time for your company and for yourself? Oh, my gosh. I, I think it's hugely important. Brilliant. I, I, I get clients that, that I, I have friends of mine. This is the strangest thing. Jason, I have friends of mine that they've been friends my whole life. And then they'll call me and say, well, you know what, I, I'd like to do some digital marketing. I need a new website or can you help with email marketing? And I'll say, geez, you know, it's been a long time. He goes, you haven't contacted me. He said, well, I did. I checked out your Google business listing. I went and looked at your Facebook reviews. I Googled your name. I saw right. who your clients were. And these are friends of mine, let alone people you don't know. Brilliant. So uh, it, it's, it, it, it's everything. It just is. It's really important. And most right. people, most, don't pay any attention to it. Yeah, and that's what I find. And this is what CaliCube specializes in, is helping people clean up a digital ecosystem they haven't looked after over the years. And what I think I know is that I've been looking after mine over many, many years like you have yours. And it doesn't take me very much time every month or every year to maintain it. But cleaning it up takes a phenomenal amount of time and a lot of resources and a lot of effort and a lot of headache. Yeah, yeah. I put a lot of content out there. I, I curate. I, I aggressively try to get reviews and I, I look at things that are out there and I just I just pay attention to it and know it's out there and put more good stuff out. Brilliant. No, absolutely. I mean, I think we're exactly in the same sphere of, of what we think is important. And I think in your wowing your clients with a great bespoke project is going to include brand a great deal. Before we dig into that really quickly, CaliCube Tuesdays and branded search and beyond with Jason Barnard and these amazing guests every week. We've been going for five years now with the podcast. Please do join us every week. It's always produced in partnership with WordLift, who are an amazing uh, AI tool from Rome, the artificial intelligence you need to grow your business. And this is CaliCube Pro. That is Karay Gabur. And he has written a 25,000-word article on CaliCube Pro for agencies, how to use it, why it's helpful, why it's useful for managing your brand on Google, or indeed the brand, the company, or the person for your client 
on Google if you're an agency. Um, Elisa is the CaddyQ Pro team lead who supports the agencies who use the platform. And I love that article from Corey because he did dug down and find, found 25,000 words to say about it. That's great. And that's made Nat giggle. You are listening to Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. Now, first steps in creating a wow project for your client. What, what's the first thing to do? What's the first thing they're looking for so that when you step in the door and start your presentation, they go, ooh, wow. It's given us a lot of thought. I mean, you just do things, and then when you get the opportunity to, to meet with you and to talk about it, you do some soul searching. Hmm. And I, I did. And, and the funny thing is, is I, I've got to go backwards here a little bit and, and explain at the beginning. But we used to be make most of our develop most of our websites in WordPress, wow. and, and we still do. Years ago, I made a switch to do to software, and this actually will we'll come around to this. And what it allowed me to do, because the software is so easy to use, and, and this is this is answering your question, but it's a long way around it. Okay. is I went from a team of developers to I, I was getting people um, interviewing for a graphic design position and they sent in a website that was on Squarespace, that was on Wix, that was on Duda. And I said, wait a second, you're familiar with this? He said, oh, yes. So 80% of my team now are designers that know how to work in Duda. So it takes a step okay. out. The point of this is I can get a WOW website from a designer that's building it without having to go through the steps of Photoshop or Illustrator files. It was taking half the cost out. So I was mm. able to build more websites for more SMBs at better prices. So they could they could compete more. So I have that. So I start with that. So I've cut out half my development time, half my costs that I can pass on to people, which we choose to do. Right. And so that's a really interesting point about Duda, because like you, I worked a lot in WordPress. Then Anton, who is working at Duda, who's a friend of yours, a friend of mine, pointed out you could try Duda, and I resisted. And then I tried it, and it took me an hour to figure out the platform and build my first website. And now it takes me 20 minutes to put a website up. They're not glorious. They're not brilliant. From my perspective, they could be better, but from a functional perspective and the fact that they look great after 20 minutes, wow, couldn't do yeah. that in WordPress. Yeah, that, that's, that's been a big difference. So now we have the right software, and, and WordPress works for one out of 10 of my sites. Duda works for the other nine, but we sit down with people, and Jason, it's, it's an odd way to start, but I ask people what their budget is, and oh. they will tell me. And I'm not trying to scam them. I'm trying to get a line with what we can do. And I know how many hours it takes us to design something with mm. what they have to spend. I don't want them to overspend. I don't want them to underspend. I want to give them a realistic picture of that. We sit down. We have a budget. Let's say it's $2,000. They need a 10-page website. Most companies won't touch that. We can mm. do that and we can make money at it. We sit down said, all right, who are three three websites that you like online that you just think are great. It's to be in your space. 
just three websites that, that you love. They, they just, I mean, it could be Tesla or whomever, but we always like to look at, at websites that are kind of disruptors and don't look like everything else. Hmm. And we try to, we try to promote that to people and we talk that through with them. How do we do something that's new and fresh and put you there? They get excited about that. And most of my clients will tell me that we've, we like dealing with your company because you get more excited about our company than we are right now. And that's refreshing because we love helping people. We sit down, we align, we align budget with expectations. We look at some websites, we look at fonts, we look at colors, and then we put in there things that, that we've learned from the Duda people that have learned from the Google people that they talk to all the time that you want four or five calls to action on the homepage. You want the phone number top right clickable. You want a, a hero banner, book an appointment button. You have a form on the bottom. If a map, if, if it's a, a location that's relevant, we want to put a map there. And it's amazing how many people don't do these things. We want to click the call. We want to drive leads. We build right. lead, lead generators, lead funnels. That's what we do. Just don't make them pretty. Have them convert with leads. Right. I, I was talking to Shane Hodge, who uses Duda as well, and he said the same thing, is, is we build converters. Uh, in, and what I realized is that WordPress, that's a huge struggle. And I had Mad Singers on the show, and he was saying, I was talking about why I'm not getting very many leads through the site. And he said, well, do you have a big work with us button? And the answer was no. Oh, dear. And that point is so simple and yet overlooked by everybody, including me. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and Shane is my uh, my brother from the Philippines. He's, he's great. He's a great guy. We talk almost daily, but we oh, share wow. different things and, you know, we're in different parts of the world. And, and he's a great uh, biz, businessman to talk to together. So, um, so anyway, we, we make sure that, you know, the other thing, and, and this is funny, though, too, Jason, you have to have standards. And I don't, I'm not saying agencies don't have standards, but I don't think a lot of them really sweat making a site look great. We built websites for people. I mean, it's a guy trying to, to make it in a new career. I've got $900 for a site. What can you do? You know what? We don't shortchange him. We still figure out how to build a beautiful website for someone that's trying to get back on their feet or launch a business or it's career 2.0 or 3.0 is we still want to make it look good. Pick the right pictures, but you have to have standards for that. You've got to know what looks good. And if it's something isn't good and I have to rework it and lose a little money on something, we'll do that hmm. because it's got to look good and it's got to have all the CTAs. Pick beautiful images. There's free images out there. Pexels and Unsplash are great, or we'll go to Shutterstock, but pick vibrant, dynamic images. Take a hero banner background and put a video behind there. On Shutterstock, there's $79 for a video, and it could make the, the your website wow. Like we've got a couple in Chicago where they've got a, a, a scene going down the Chicago River by between all these gorgeous buildings. It's just it's captivating. Hmm. Put a good headline in there that isn't cute or cliche, but it's it's clear. This is what I do, and this is where I do it. We geo-target every client, and we'll tell people, and they say, well, where, where can you sell? There's a, um, a window company 
in the suburbs of Chicago? Where can you sell? I can sell all over Illinois, Wisconsin. Yeah. And I said, okay, pick five towns. No, I can sell everywhere. I understand that. So can I. I'm, I'm a digital agency and I have clients all over the world, but I optimize for Chicago. Right. And I get clients everywhere else too. But but rock five towns. Be 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 the person where you're going to come up in the search engine results on page one for five towns. It's a lot easier. So we just yeah. target for people. Right. And and that is a huge problem is people immediately think I can I can serve everybody in the world. I can serve every industry. I can do all of this stuff. And as you say, you can't possibly do all of that stuff. Even if technically you could, you can't serve all those people and you're not going to be relevant to all those people. You need to find who you're truly relevant for. Focus on that and then potentially build out as your business grows. Yeah, exactly. So you have beautiful pictures. You may have some videos. Testimonials are huge. I like it for people if they can list some of their bigger clients. Mm -hmm. We always like to put that on there, show off a little bit, validate yourself, testimonials, client list, case studies are important. And this, this doesn't cost any more to do this than to build a non-WOW website. It, it's having an eye for it. It's, it's rinse and repeating what the formula is. We like mm -hmm. address clear, click to phone number, beautiful pictures four or five CTAs on the homepage, right. a footer form on every page, a map on every page, mobile site that, that's fabulous because 60 to 70 to 75% of all people are just searching on their phones right now. And now you've got a wow product. And, and I just think it's important. And I think a lot of clients too, is they'll hire people, they'll hire agencies that have a, that has websites that aren't great and their work product isn't great, and yet they still hire them. And this gets into your world a little bit. It's branding. Yeah. And you've got to have high standards for yourself for your brand. And if, and if our clients don't, we push it on them. We'll say, mm -hmm. you, you have to pay attention to this. And, and that's a great point is people who run companies, small, medium, or big, often miss the importance of brand and the fact that they're not consistent and that it isn't always clear and the branding isn't always as obvious as they think it is. But because they're living in the brand, as it were, they immediately feel everything is right and comfortable and clear. And it's not for the person who's just coming in. Branding is huge. It, 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 it is. And uh, I actually, I do um, workshops at University of Notre Dame, University of Michigan and Northwestern University for their graduate schools. Right. And I give branding presentations to these people and they're on the entrepreneur programs and they all are looking to start their own thing. And, and, and it's, I said, you have to start here. And it's like, I have a website up. I, what colors are you doing? What font is your typography? What, what's memorable? Right. Do you use an icon? Do you not? What is it? And they're like, huh, never really thought about that. I, I teach them. I put as much money into my business card as I can. And whatever the coolest thing is, now I've got the, the suede velvet cards with, with heat-pressed silver foil on it. People throw cards away. I understand that. But you want to give it to them. They want to touch it and say, all right, these guys are a cut above. 
Right. Oh, sorry, but that's just made me think of one thing is I call the search result for your brand name or your personal name your Google business card. So I would argue you should put as much money into your Google business card as you do into your physical business card. Exactly. Yes. Isn't that yeah. delightful? So yeah, I agree with you. Put as much money as you can into your two business cards, the physical one and the digital one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the Google business profile is not hard to update. People don't know their logins. I mean, it's amazing. But once you get into it, you can start putting towns, you can geolocate in there. I mean, people read that stuff. Mm. So yeah, I'm it's... I, I think we, we forget as well that uh, even if there's not huge volumes, the little details are read by somebody and that somebody could become a client and they could become a client because they read that specific detail. So paying attention to detail is, is the biggest thing you should be looking at um, around your brand. Exactly. And, you know, we're, we're cautious too when we, we list our client list or, or things like that. We want to make sure people know We'll do small, and yet Harvard University was a 15-year client of ours, and uh, you know we have the big ones, but our bread and butter is the SMB, are the SMBs, and we like people to know. That's why putting a client list out or listing some of those things, people get a feel for who you are. Right, brilliant. And so we're, we're talking about the strategy that you're building or a project that you're building, rather. You started with the website. You've got your wow doodle website. What's the next thing in the project where you can wow the client and once again remain within their budget? We like to do, we think email marketing is pretty effective. Mm -hmm. um, we'll build a template for them that matches the website that they can start to 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 reach out to and we think that's pretty good and we're really we're spending a lot of time on google business listings with people right. we're telling them get reviews people are reading those and people say you know what i need more business well our website's going to help you do that but you've got six google reviews and you got a 3.2 star and you're a restaurant you're losing clients take the website aside which i don't want to tell them but if you just fixed that you're going to get more business. Now have a good website, check your Google business listing. People check out Facebook a lot, get some Facebook reviews, post there, make it interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, those things for them, and we will do that for them, but that's something they can do themselves. And we have, we have a program at $250. We'll train you on how to do posts on Instagram and Facebook and what connects with people and how to engage your audience better. But, you know, the Google business, that's free to fix. That's free to, to curate. We'll do so, it for them. So you're, you're starting with the Google business profile, then moving up to the website, then moving on to potentially uh, email marketing and then social media. And the idea of the social media, at least, and in fact, the Google business profile is teach them to fish. Yes, e exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and the, the, I think from our point, point of view, because we've been doing this for so long, it, some of these things seem really obvious. And the Google business profile, excuse me, is one of them. And as you say, people don't pay attention to it. Uh, email marketing is something I got into very late. And one thing that's just struck me when you were saying the email campaigns need to correspond in terms of visuals and language to the website is something I think a lot of people miss, including CaliCube. Yeah. You know, something else that it just it popped into my head. 
and this is interesting because I was never a LinkedIn guy. I've had a LinkedIn profile since they had it. Yeah. And I never did anything on LinkedIn. But this to me is part of branding and it's personal branding or corporate branding, however you want it to put it. But Facebook, yes, LinkedIn more. I'll post something um, a month ago, we launched a website for the, the Chicago public school system. It's a big deal. Great mm -hmm. website, turned out beautifully. It was great. Um, 60 or 70 people liked it, you know, hit that little button and probably 1100 people viewed it, which was great. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is great. Then I post for every one that I'll post in business. I'll post, I, I posted one. Um, I took my granddaughter, Ginny to a, a teach religion class with my daughter. And I taught my granddaughter, we went and got a hamburger after, and I just took a picture and I posted it on LinkedIn. It's at 5,000 views. Right. The point of this, this is my personal branding, Jason. I'm at this point in my life, it's all about family. It's about my wife, my kids, my grandkids, and people, I want them to know that, whether it, it impacts them positive or negatively. It's who I am. That's who you get. And it's just an interesting part of branding that I don't, I think people are fearful is to show who they really are. I mean, you've got the guitar right. in the background. Somebody made a, yeah. a gold heart there, which is really cute. Yeah, Those are signals. Those are signals for who you are. Oh, that's a very good point. So I hadn't really thought about it. The guitar is actually the first musical instrument and I ever had, and I got it when I was 18 because I wanted to be a punk guitarist. I ended up being a punk double bassist. And the heart above my head is my daughter who, who put it there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sending out signals about who I am and what's important to me. That's, your, that's, that's a very good point. That's brilliant. Oh, I just, I just, it was total, total, total piece of luck because it's nothing to do with anything. But I'm surrounded by this stuff. And one question to move forwards from that is: To what extent do you think that your personal brand and your company brand, your corporate brand, are intertwined? They're they're very intertwined. It, right. I own this business. There's 18 people that work here. This is my life now. Wow. I'm choosing to make it intertwined. My last business, I worked a lot. I traveled a million miles on United Airlines. Um, literally you know, a million. Literally a million. <laughs> yes. And, you know, time away from family. This is, and I said, when I hit 50, I, I started this really full time. And so this is, this, this chapter is going to be different. Hmm. And it's intertwined and that's the way it's going to remain. My son works here. My daughter works here. My other daughter um, does part-time writing for us. My wife is, does the, the finances. It was going to be a family thing. So it's intertwined, like it or not, that's who we are. Right. And yeah, I, I think, I mean, from, from your perspective, it's incredibly intertwined and intermeshed. Whereas I think for any kind of company, the founder and the company itself, the two brands are intertwined. Even after the founder has perhaps left the company, the founder still remains a part of the history of the company and therefore the brands remain intertwined. And that leads me on to the branding question is how are you going to put bespoke projects that wow your clients into the context of branded search? That's the last question every week on Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. So Nat, projects that wow and branded search. We have that and then we, we take a look at, we, we look at 
the Google business listing. We take a look at that. We look at their logos. We look at their branding. We look at their taglines. Um, we look at Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, make mm-hmm. sure they all mesh. I mean, they don't, and they, they don't even think about it. <laughs> yep. And we, we create the, the, the Facebook banner image, LinkedIn. Actually, my wife has a business where she does LinkedIn um, profiles for people, and we blend those all together. We want it to right. be the same voice, the same colors, the same fonts, the same logos, the same pictures everywhere. Brilliant. So everywhere that is online, if it's Yelp, if it's if it's LinkedIn, mm-hmm. if it's Google Business Listings, wherever, you touch that and and you you make it consistent. Right. I think that's a really, really brilliant point. We we only did that uh, a year ago, thanks to Marianne, who readed all the banners and looked at all the profiles, made sure they all matched. And what I now see is that if you go to CaliCube's brand SERP, you search for CaliCube or Jason Barnard, for that matter, and then you hop around from the links to the different platforms, it's all the same presentation and it's all the same language and the same imagery and the same colors. That's hugely important, that, and that's a really, really great way of putting it. Uh, do you want to say one last word? I can see you've got something to say. No, that was good. Oh, I, I was misinterpreting. Thank you so much, Nat. That was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. And now we're going to pass the baton to Alison Riggs, building a self-sufficient team with they ask, you answer. I'm incredibly intrigued about that because I think it will help me with CaliCube and the CaliCube team. Could you possibly pass the baton, Nat? Uh, Nat excuse me. Absolutely. I, I'm actually excited um, to see Allison Riggs and we have been looking and sniffing around WordLift and uh, actually she can contact me after this because I think it would be a, a great networking event but uh, Allison and uh, and what she's doing there is going to be very exciting and it should be great for your audience. I'm excited for it. Absolutely brilliant. Me too. I love WordLift and Allison looks to me like she's going to be talking about something that I will find incredibly helpful and useful. Thank you, everyone, for watching. That was absolutely brilliant. You get the outro song, Nat. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Nat. Jason, thank you so much. This was very fun. Thank you. Brilliant. CaliCube. It's all about your brand, SERP.